I have an unusual thought process this morning. Now, I've said before, I usually don't preach all days, but here lately I have been, and today I will. I'm going to start from a very unusual place. We're going to start at 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we're going to notice something is repeated frequently. Maybe we can draw a blessing from it. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now you're probably thinking, what's that got to do with anything we're talking about today? Well, if we have fear, it didn't come from God. We know that, right? In the Gospel of John, we find that we find the truth of what we are talking, what we have as our holiday today and tomorrow. In the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 14, that the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, as we beheld, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <laughs> One of my favorite songs that I've heard of. The Christmas genre is Mary Did You Know? It talks about all the miracles and what Jesus Christ is. What is Jesus Christ? When you kissed your baby boy, you kissed the face of God. Can you imagine that? I mean, Jesus Christ is 100% man, felt hunger, felt pain, he ate and drank and had things. Like we have. But it was 100% God as well. We sang a song just a moment ago. Veiled in flesh the Godhead see. See God and everything that is God is Jesus Christ. And then he come and dwelt among sinners like us. And he looked like the rest of us too. That's why Judas had to betray him. That hey, they were saying, "Hey, you point out which one Jesus is, so we get the right guy." You know. But let's take a look at what we find in the Gospel of Luke, chapter one. And you're going to see a few things said several times. In verse 9 of the first chapter, and it's speaking of Zacharias. According to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went in unto the, into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, as when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. To be fair, how many of you would have been the same way? 
you got an angel that is there that probably wasn't there before. I mean, it's got to be an imposing side if you would think. If you think about it, I mean, I've never seen anything like that. How about you? And Peter Zacharias hadn't either. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. What did the first thing the angel say to him? Fear not. Now, who is John? John was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. He's the one that's going to be the one that speaks of him coming. Comes in the spirit of Elias. The last of the Old Testament prophets is John. And interestingly enough, he's also the first Baptist. Hence his name, John the Baptist. So he's the last prophet and the first Baptist. Pretty impressive. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. So there was going to be some rejoicing at John's birth too. What do you think? I mean, he was a wonderful brother. He was a good man. Didn't fear anybody. Pretty good guy to follow after, wouldn't you think? For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall neither drink wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And you know, everybody knows the story. I mean, it fits our doctrine so well that he leaped for joining his mother's womb before he could ever hear the voice of the sound of the gospel, before he ever knew what the gospel would be, before he ever baptized anyone in the Jordan River in his mother's womb, he leapt for joy. Why? Because the Lord can reach everyone. He's not hindered by anything. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers of the, to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just and to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now we know this is the message from God, right? And you would think that Zechariah get, Zacharias gets it too. You would think. And Zechariah said the, unto the angel, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife was well stricken in years. He don't get it. He wants a sign. He wants a, he wants a surety, you know. He wants something to see. <coughs> The angel answered and said unto him, I am Gabriel, that stand in the presence of God, and am to speak unto thee, and show thee these great tidings. And behold, thou shalt be dumb, and shall not be able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed, because thou believest not my words, which shall be fulfilled in their season. John uh, Zacharias let a little bit of his unbelief show, didn't he? And Gabriel said, for that, you're not going to be able to speak until this is done. 
Now, many of the folks in this congregation seem to be kind of quiet, reserved, shy type folks. But even then, could you imagine not being able to speak for six months, six to nine months? We got a couple of people looking over at people, but they're not really coming out saying it. Could you imagine not being able to speak for nine months? It'd be rough. You got that right. I mean, you can't even tell if you tell somebody you're hungry. You just have to go up and sign it to them or something along that line. And here's the thing: he wasn't deaf. He heard everything that was being said. They even had discussion on what the name of the child would be. And Zacharias wrote down on a board and said, "His name is John." At least he remembered that part. But the word, the first thing that Gabriel tells John is to what? Uh, Zacharias is what? Fear not. Now let's drop down to verse 26. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent uh, from God unto the city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man named, whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, ha thou art highly favored with the Lord. Highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast her mind what manner of salutation this should be. So now she's become troubled too at the sight of Gabriel. Gabriel's working overtime, ain't he? He's already made one appearance in this chapter. Now he is again to a virgin named Mary. Mary's troubled as well. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. Now, why would Mary not fear not? What is there about this that would make Mary fear not? Now, we got the basis of that this is Gabriel talking to her. But there's a little more to this than you may think about. Why else would you not fear, Mary? Here's why. Here's a big reason why. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. The Lord God shall give unto him his, the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end. You're going to have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, Mary. Can Mary fear not because of the fact of what God has promised is now coming to pass? Think about it. Is that good news to you? That the Son of the Highest, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Son of David, has arrived. He will be conceived in the womb of a virgin Mary. 
How many of you would find that awesome? How many of you do find it awesome nowadays? 2,000 years later, we're still singing the songs of Zion. We're still preaching Jesus Christ and Him crucified. But Jesus Christ and Him crucified starts at His birth. Now, to tell the whole truth of the matter, and I've seen the data, and there's, there's one group of people that may it seem right. Jesus was probably born closer to October or in the fall of the year. But set aside the day for it, doesn't bother me at all. But how many of us can rejoice in the fact that Jesus Christ was born to begin with, regardless of when it was? You just have a day to set it, to talk about it. Now let's take a look over to the... Now, the Gabriel has just told Mary about it. <clears throat> And now she is pregnant with the Christ child. What would you think if you were in Joseph's shoes? Let's go over to the book of Matthew, chapter 1. And verse 18. Now I want to encourage you to uh, also read the full chapters of 1 and 2 of the book of Luke in the God first chapter here of Matthew. You'll see the lineage of Jesus Christ being the son of David from his mother's side and his father's side. Both of them trace back to David. That's pretty neat. Verse 18 of the first chapter of Matthew says, Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was a spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Now, let me tell you something else. The espousal in that time, they had not officially come together, but it was as binding as the actual marriage. It was tighter than being engaged to someone like it is nowadays. Because they break that off, leave them stand to the altar, and somebody gets their heart broke. But this was a contract, and they were, by all intents and purposes, already joined. They had not come together yet. But now she's pregnant. What would you think? What would be your thought process? Why do you, what would you be thinking at that moment? You'd be thinking that she's done something wrong, right? I'll be honest with us, with you. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily to tell the whole truth if Joseph wanted to. He could have had her executed. The way things were that day. But he's going to make it a private thing and just going to put her away. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared on him. Now we don't know which angel this is, but it could be Gabriel again. He's been one of the other two cases. Why not this one? But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife. What did he say? Fear not. So the spirit of fear didn't come from, uh, from anyone else but themselves, right? We fear not. Why? Why do we not fear not here? Listen to this. 
Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Fear not, because you got a Savior. Fear not, he's going to save his people without the loss of one. All those that are mentioned in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4, the ones that are called the world in John 3, 16, the ones that God said they're mine before the foundation of the world, they foreknew them. They've got a Savior. Fear not, that Savior is being born. And Joseph had the blessed opportunity to be the adoptive father of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine that? He said, He shall save his people from their sins. Why are we sure of that? Because of what it says next. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. So once again, we are talking about that this is the very God of heaven is with them and the Savior of sinners. Fear not. Because Jesus Christ is the King and He's going to be born. And He's going to save His people just as He intended to. Without the loss of one. One of our verses earlier said he would come and he was full of grace and truth. So now we've had, these folks have been notified. And each of them, they each said, fear not. On the grander scale of things, can we fear not? Because Jesus Christ is in control and this is the episode of his birth. Can we fear not because of the same thing? Let's take a look at a little bit further. In the Gospel of Luke, again, chapter 2. In verse 6. And so it was that while they were there... The days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Is there enough room in your inn for Jesus Christ? Do you have room for him in your life? Side note. Okay. Verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the, in the field keeping their watch keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. So you think about this. Nighttime. Let's say you go out at night tonight and see how dark it is. And all of a sudden, there is bright light shining everywhere. What is your thoughts? Huh? So I was going, 
Yeah, and actually, that's actually a true statement. Yeah, there was something coming. What was coming? Let's take a look. And the angel said unto them, Okay, we're back. We got another angel. Wonder if it's still Gabriel. Still working. We don't know. We don't we don't know the one with Joseph. We don't know this one. They don't have a name for him yet. But here's another angel. And his message is what? And the angel said unto them, Fear not. Why? For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy which shall be to all people. In basic terms, let me tell you what that, what that says. We're about to tell you what the gospel is. What is the gospel? The gospel is good news. This is good tidings of great joy. This is the gospel. What is the gospel? Which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now I want to make a few side comments of some things I've heard. Don't know how much of it can be substantiated, but it sounds good. Makes sense. There was a tower. In Bethlehem, Ephrata, where they would find, they would raise the lambs that were going to be slain for the sin offerings in the Old Testament law service. Everything that was born in that tower was destined to be offered for sin. Could that be the farm that Jesus was laid in? Because what was he destined to do? Be sacrificed for your sins. He was the true Lamb of God, right? The Lamb that was slain for us. And what is swaddling clothes? It, that we talk about, it talks about its rags in particular, but what they would do with those rags with the lambs they would wrap their hooves because these, these lambs had to be without spot, without blemish, right? They'd be in perfect shape. They would wrap these claws around their hooves so they couldn't make marks on themselves and blemish themselves. And you know how we wrap children's hands and everything when they're babies so they don't call themselves and scratch themselves. That's what the whole point of this was. They wrapped him up, wanted to keep him warm like you would do with a blanket, but also to keep himself from harming himself. They were thinking about this thing all the way through, weren't they? And this was the lamb that's going to be slain for us. That's the good news. Fear not. There's a Savior that's been born. Let's read on. And suddenly there was... With the angel of the multitude, the heavenly host, praising God in the highest, saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's the good news of the gospel. Can we say with the angels, Glory to God in the highest? Is he worthy of the glory of God in the highest? 
Now, here's the other thing that I want to make mention of in verse 15. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let's go, let's now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. Would that be good for us to do at times? Let's go see what's going on. How do you do that nowadays? I mean, the Lord's already gone, already came, already paid for sins on the cross, Calvary, already been raised again. But can we come to the house of God and hear the things that have been done? Hear about the good news of a Savior which was born in the city of David a successful Savior. That's one thing I love about what we preach. We preach a Savior that did it. When he came to this earth, he had just exactly the remedy for the disease before it ever struck. Didn't need my help to do it. He didn't need anybody's help to be born of a virgin. He didn't need anybody's help to perform the miracles they performed. He didn't need any help when he went to the cross of Calvary. And that's the good news of the angels. They were saying, the Savior's coming. Or in this case, the Savior is here. The Savior that is in the city of David, the Christ child, the one that's going to save them from their sins is now here. And they came and made haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered. But Mary kept the, all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So can we rejoice in things that we've heard and seen? They did. And they hadn't even crucified Christ yet. They didn't see any of that. They were told the good news, and they could rejoice in it. Can we hear the good news of salvation by grace and rejoice in it? As we return to our homes, and we right now we got a turkey on a, a cooking, we got a ham cooking, and all those wonderful things that come with holidays, and all that, all those things. Let's not forget Jesus Christ, the King of Kings the Savior of sinners like us. So when we return and do all these things we do, let's praise God for the goodness of Him, the salvation of sinners from Jesus Christ by Himself. Let's thank the Lord for salvation by grace. Thank Him for a Savior 
which was born in the seed of David. May the Lord bless you and keep you as I pray.